Hi, this is J.P. Mack, and welcome to Liberty Relearn, not just another conservative blog. Okay, this week we're going to discuss the recent election of Giorgia Maloney as Prime Minister of Italy. Giorgia Maloney is a member of her country's Brotherhood of Italy party, and it's been labeled as far-right and even as fascist. She's been described as a, an heir to Benito Mussolini. And of course her being on the right, uh, these comparisons are ine inevitable. Um, but of course uh, the question is, are they accurate? And so we're going to take a look at that now. And uh, so you can uh, see for yourself. I think you're going to have, um, I think you're going to know pretty soon if you haven't already suspected that maybe these uh, labels are a little bit off. All right. So there's an article in the uh, Christian Post. It's by Ryan Foley and it's he's uh, his article is New Italian Prime Minister vows to protect God, family, country as media tie her to fascism. Uh, the left is, in the mainstream media are desperate for you to believe that Italian Prime Minister-elect Giorgia Maloney is a fascist. She personifies a growing populist rejection of woke ideology and globalism. And here are portions of an article from uh, aforementioned Christian Post. Okay, it starts out, uh, Italy has elected Giorgia Maloney, its first female prime minister, who's focused on protecting the institution of the family and national identity has caused some media outlets to compare her ideology to fascism. The 45-year-old Bologna, the leader of the Brotherhood of Brothers of Italy party, is slated to become Italy's next Prime Minister after her party won 26% of the vote in Sunday's Italian general election. The article continues a little farther down. The politician's supporters see her as committed to upholding the values of God, family, and country as European leaders increasingly embrace cosmopolitan and secular values of supranational, supranational organizations like the European Union and as opposed to individual nation states. However, mainstream media outlets have tied Maloney and her party to fascism. As, a, as conservative political commentator Ann Coulter pointed out, a New York Times article used the word fascist or fascism 28 times when discussing the possibility of a Maloney victory. The New York Times article published Saturday stated that Maloney's proposals characterized by protectionism, tough on crime measures, and protecting the traditional family have, have a continuity with the post-fascist parties though updated to excoriate LGBT lobbies and migrants. Coulter also reported that in the years following World War II, the Italian left assigned the fascist label 
to any range of political enemies until the term was drained of much of its meaning. And indeed, uh, that can be said to be the case. Uh, the term fascism is used promiscuously, uh, particularly by the left. Um, it's used wrongfully and it's out of its historical context and it's almost completely been divorced from its original historical meaning the meaning of the part the state being supreme you know nothing outside the state everything within the state nothing against the state that was the actual fascist credo um, but since then, the word, at least in leftist circles, has come to mean anything that they don't like. And so this article here is going to discuss a little bit um, about that. The 45-year-old firebrand insists she is no fascist, just a proud conservative and nationalist, comfortable nonetheless with some of the hallmarks of Italian fascism, like this motto, God, Fatherland, and Family, CBS's Chris Lively reported. So then, uh, a little farther down the article, uh, the victory has made Ms. Maloney, uh, all right, well, let me back up track a little bit. Um, they quoted a Alberto Migdardi, a professor of history and political thought at IULM University of Milan, and Nicola Rossi, a professor of political economy at Tor Vergata University in Rome, contend that there is no risk of authoritarianism in Italy's future under Maloney, and they explain the victory has made Ms. Maloney, 45, the object of widespread international perplexity and even abuse. She has been portrayed as the heir of Benito Mussolini and the harbinger of a new fascism, they wrote in an op-ed for the Wall Street Journal. Yet, whatever Italian democracy's many faults, it isn't toppling. And it, it, there is no risk of authoritarianism. Miss Maloney, a career politician, has been vocal in defending Parliament's prerogatives against encroachments by the executive branch. So it appears they have a similar situation in Italy as we do here um, under the Biden regime, uh, taking a lot of liberties, uh, are acting in a very authoritarian manner, and the Republicans uh, continually. Uh, push back against this overreach against the uh, on behalf of the executive branch uh, on behalf of the Biden administration and so they have a, a similar situation there in Italy where uh, Miss Maloney believes that uh, the government the executive portion of the, their government has encroached and and exceeded their authority in some cases Maloney has elaborated on her philosophy in multiple speeches over the past few years. In a speech at the World Congress of Families in 2019, she asked, Why is the family an enemy? 
Why is the family so frightening? There is a single answer to all these questions, she suggested, because it defines us, because it is our identity, because everything that defines us is now an enemy for those who would like us to no longer have an identity and to simply be perfect consumer slaves. Maloney lamented what she viewed as attacks on national identity, religious identity, gender identity, and family identity. She expressed concern that I can't define myself as Italian, Christian, woman, mother, but instead must define my, herself as citizen X, gender X, parent one, parent two. I must be a number because when I am only a number, I, am no, I no longer have an identity or roots. Then I will be the perfect slave at the mercy of financial speculators, she added. Maloney stated that her opposition to serving as the perfect slave at the mercy of financial speculators is why we inspire so much fear. Maloney vowed to defend the value of the human being, stressing that each of us has a unique genetic code that is unrepeatable. That is sacred, we will defend it. We will defend God, family, and country. These things that dis disgust people so much, Maloney said. And so, and so you, you, by now you get a feel of why she's a threat to the left and to the, the globalist elite. Because she doesn't want to go along with their program. She doesn't want to be made into just a number, into just another consumer. You know, she just doesn't want to be just another character in an Aldous Huxley novel. Okay. And so she um, and her party believe that in individuality and that you're, you're not just a number, you're not just a consumer, that you're a, a person. And so she wants to, I guess, um, kind of reinforce the, the idea of personhood in society. She wants to re-inculcate that into uh, Italian society as a, a traditionalist value. Um, the Italian politician cited the defense of God, family, and country as necessary to defend our freedom and ensure that we will never be slaves and simple consumers at the mercy of financial speculators. She shared a quote from G.K. Chesterton predicting that fires will be kindled to testify that two and two make four and that swords will be drawn to prove that leaves are green in summer, declaring that time has arrived. And so I guess Chesterton was kind of, um, his words kind of echo the words of Orwell in uh, 1984, where, where um, or Orwell's character, um, Winston, um, 
was forced to admit that 2 plus 2 equals 5. Um, he not only had to say it, he had to actually believe it. And so that's kind of um, what G.K. Chesterton was, was saying. And uh, basically denying the, the truth before your, your eyes. And that is a uh, postmodernist thing, is this, this deconstruction of objective truth and objective reality in the uh, postmodernist society in their worldview they break everything down and they basically destroy any idea of objective reality and make everything subjective so that when everything is subjective now you can put your feelings behind it okay whether it's when, it's ob when something is objective okay you are using your rationality okay you're using logic to judge what is reality and base base what your your truth is based upon that reality in uh, postmodernism they strive to destroy that and so now you have a reality that is subjective basically and of course reality can be whatever you feel it is and so you know if there's no objective morality or or reality then everything is what you you feel it to be or what you want it to be and so there's no longer that um, objective notion of this is right and this is wrong or this is real and this is not real or this is fact and this is opinion they want to blur those lines so now you can so, as I mentioned they can introduce um, feelings into people um, trying to create their own reality and so I think that's kind of a long-winded way of saying what Chesterton was saying here. Um, then she, um, in a speech in Florida, she mentioned that everything it, that we stand for, that they stand for, is under attack. So she made a, uh, a speech in CPAC in Florida where she talked about the common conservative values between Americans and Italians. Uh, she, so she says, our individual freedom is under attack. Our rights are under attack. She said, the sovereignty of our nation is under attack. The prosperity and well-being of our families are under attack. The education of our children is under attack. Most people, people understand that in this age, the only way of being rebels is to preserve what we are. Maloney insisted the only way to of being rebels is to be conservatives. So that is the paradoxical nature of being a conservative here in the 21st century is you're actually now part of the counterculture where at least for most of our lifetimes the counterculture has always come from the left. You know, they've always been, you know, the ones railing against the man. Well, now they are the man. And so Maloney here in her speech is 
pointing this out. Lonely de declared, we're not going to care about the labels they stick upon us and maintain so-called progressives use the power and the arrogance of their mainstream media to force their political opponents to change to be allowed into their inner circles. So she's saying that that you know either you're with us or against us. That's the the thought process of the left. And if you want to be you know accepted into society, um, then you have to think and do X, Y, and Z. This is coming from this is you know you have to um, to the line of the leftist narrative and so she's talks about this and uh, she goes on uh, well the article goes on to talk about how she is also there in Italy there's also an immigration problem uh, an illegal immigrant problem where people come in and of course they don't have you know they don't fit into Italian culture and maybe they don't speak Italian, they don't, um, you know, the same problems that um, we conservatives point out here is the, you know, when you have too many illegal immigrants or too, too many immigrants at one time, more than the nation can handle, more than society can handle, then you have breakdowns and you have problems. And she's, she's talking about the, the same things And then she um, goes on, so she says in this, in this speech, uh, the woke ideology destroying the foundations of the traditional family, attacking life, insulting religion, changing words, and even imposing new graphic signs. And so apparently, you know, uh, there's some signs in, that were in Italian, now they have to be made graphic so that other people and from other nations can read them and so just to finish off the article it says another speech featured Maloney declaring yes to the natural family no to the LGBT lobby yes to sexual identity no to gender ideology yes to the cultural life no to the abyss of death, no to the violence of Islam, yes to safer borders, no to mass immigration, yes to work for our people. And so there you have it. Um, so that little, that, I think that statement of hers more than any others kind of explains why the left is so desperate for us to believe that she is a fascist she's something from the far right that she's the next incarnation of Benito Mussolini um, because she goes against everything that the globalist elite uh, that the left um, wants and so if you really think about it it's not the authoritarianism that they're worried about I think if they're being intellectually honest they know that she's not going to have the squadrici 
uh, breaking down people's doors in the middle of nights and dragging people out of their homes like happened in fascist Italy in the 20th century. They know that that's, that's not going to happen, but they're being disingenuous about it. And so they want to create that impression that it could happen. But really what they're afraid of is just what she's saying. She's afraid that they're going to stop or she's going to interfere or slow down their their plans, their globalist agenda, you know, the sort of thing that the WEF, the World Economic Forum, might get involved in, or the World Bank, or any number of globalist organizations. So she wants to put the brakes on a lot of the globalism and a lot of the objectives of the left, and that's what they're really afraid of. They're really afraid of they're not they're not uh, succeeding with their ideological objectives. So they're not really, I don't think, they're really in their hearts of hearts thinking that they're going. She's going to have uh, black shirts, kicking down doors and jack boots and imprisoning people. I think they know that. But they want to pretend at the same time they want to pretend that's what's going to happen. But what they're really afraid of is that her her election, her being in power, is going to interfere with them enacting their agenda. And that's what they're really afraid of. And so when they call her the next coming of Mussolini and a fascist, just know that they're being disingenuous. I, I think, and they're really, as I mentioned, really what they're afraid of, um, really what she's an enemy of is their ideology, the idea of that, you know, they want to continually change the meaning of words, for instance, like racist and fascist, and man and woman. They want to turn upside down conventional ideas of marriage and the family and she's against that and it seems like there's a large populist movement in her country as well as ours that is also against it and actually there is kind of a wave uh, going through Europe now it's kind of a a re um, reestablishment of the old order or the traditionalism, the retraditionalist order. And so you see that in countries like uh, Hungary. They just uh, also elected a uh, minister or a leader from the right. Okay, and he was also accused of being fascist. And then also in Sweden, they elected a new right-wing government there. And so now you have, and you've already had, I guess, Eastern Europe, you know, was already kind of Euroskeptic. And then Hungary, uh, as opposed to Central Europe or Eastern Europe, you know, they've, they've already been wary. They've already had, you know, they've already had a history of kind of right-wing philosophy or ideology. Um, because a lot of these were communist countries in the old Soviet Union era. Um, so Hungary was communist. They weren't in the Soviet bloc, but they were communist.
and so they know the evils of communism and socialism they don't want to go back and some of them are trying very hard to keep from repeating the mistakes of the past you know going socialist and and things like that so again it looks like she is well she is a Eurosceptic and that she's not really for a strong European government um, she says she's not anti-Europe that she wants uh, Italy to be I guess uh, a full member of Europe and participating in trade and everything like that as the rest of uh, Europe does but I think like a growing number of Europeans they're seeing uh, like what happened in Brexit for instance is kind of the most extreme example uh, to date where uh, Britain completely broke off from Europe because they didn't they didn't want to continue to sacrifice their sovereignty as a country and that's something also that Maloney is for she doesn't want to sacrifice Italy's sovereignty as a nation to uh, some big nebulous European Union and where the Italians would not have much of a say they don't have much control over their their destiny and if something happens in the European Union very hard for them to change it very hard for um, things to be corrected um, you know if, if there's some policy that they don't like it's very hard in Europe nowadays to change policies that once enacted in the European Union it's very hard to do anything because uh, the bureaucracy is so entrenched and there's so many layers it's just another complete government on top of whatever government they have that's not serving them too well probably already and that's what Britain has concluded and other countries have toyed with the idea of bringing away from the EU and so that's one of the things that the left likes they like the idea of one world government or at least one Western world government um, it's, it's kind of ironic they're kind of breaking themselves down into the Orwellian uh, sectors of like uh, Oceania and East Asia and whatnot and they're dividing themselves into the European and the Anglo-Americans and the Asians and so it's kind of ironic um, when you uh, go back and read uh, 1984 about how they, they subdivided themselves and that's this is what I think um, what the globalists are trying to to achieve is that there are um, they want to make it so there's no more than three players really um, the Anglo-American players the Europeans and the the Asians a couple things just to wrap up here um, you have a uh, 
left-wing media in panic over the election of Georgia Maloney. They'll say because she's a fascist, but really it's because she's going to thwart their plans and their intentions for globalism and things of that nature. So it'll be interesting to see, particularly if, you know, in a few years' time, uh, we come back and, you know, there's no black shirts running around Italy kicking down doors in jackboots. What's the left going to say? You know, it's kind of like, you know, when I mentioned last week about Donald Trump, you know, he had four years. If he was a fascist, why didn't he get around to doing anything very fascist? He didn't get around to uh, kicking down people's doors, persecuting political enemies. Now, the uh, present, present regime under Biden, they've got around it in less than two years. They've already um, gone to their political enemies. They've already gone to their uh, ideological enemies. They just uh, ran a search warrant on this pro-life, I think, uh, activist. Uh, who apparently was cooperating with the FBI at the time, but they decided to conduct a search warrant on his property nonetheless. Um, didn't really get into much, but maybe we'll talk about that next week. So again, thank you for watching and listening, libertyrelearn.com, and the and or the dystopic journal, JP Max dystopic journal, on, particularly on Rumble and Spotify, um, but also you you can read, you can continue to hear the audio version of the uh, dystopic journal, um, along with where wherever you're seeing this, wherever you're watching or listening to this podcast, you'll hear the dystopic journal too. Uh, so thank you and. And until next week, stay healthy, happy, and free.